1: We have
0: a I'm back for more. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. I am back. I was in for Herman earlier and now here for me, the phone number 404-872-0750-1800 WSB Talk. We got storms in the area. Let's see. They're winding down now. along I-20 on the... West side, let me turn off the, the animation here so I can see what the current radar looks like. Uh, most of the rain is 85 south side. When you get south of the airport, going down past Noonan, there's rain. The Peachtree City area, Senoia, Fayetteville, Palmetto, Fairburn. There's some in the Carroll County area, Light Rain north of Smyrna and up towards Adairsville. There's some. Otherwise, we are good for now in the metro area, but things are popping up. I'll keep the radar open. As we go on, we have got to get to the AJC polling. I'll get into the indictments, the Rosenstein indictments, or Rosenstein indictments uh, in a little bit. I want to get into the polling first. The AJC has new polling out. And it's kind of funny that they had the AJC debate last night, and one of the things Kegel said was there wasn't a poll out uh, that shows Brian Kemp can win. It's indicative of the type of campaign he's run. He's uh, and it's indicative of his record. There's no question. And then the AJC poll came out today, and it looks like Brian Kemp is actually leading now in this race. Uh, but it is close. In the margin of error. Uh, it is inside the margin of error. But um, Kemp certainly seems to have some momentum, and the issue is trustworthiness. Right now, the polling has Kemp at 44.4, 4, Kagel at 41.1, and Undecided's at 14.5. Um, Kegel has spent more than Kemp, but Kemp has been helped by this Clay Tippins audio. Um, many voters, this is from the AJC, Greg Bluestein reporting. Many voters said uh trust-related issues were their driving force of Kemp's voters. Uh fifteen percent said the main reason they're backing him is because they see him as more trustworthy. A third say they're voting for him because they share his values. Um uh, among Kegel supporters, one-fifth of Kegel supporters say they're voting for him because he's the right choice to replace Deal. 9% say they're backing him over Kemp because he's more likely to beat Stacey Abrams. And, you know, that's, that's one issue that Kemp is going to have to overcome, that the Abrams campaign is being very open. They think that Brian Kemp... Is much more beatable than Casey Cagle. That's just a fact. I know Kemp supporters get sensitive about that, but I do have friends who are close to the Abrams campaign, and they are in all in praise of Clay Tippins right now because they think that he has put um, that he's put Brian Kemp on the radar of viability for winning. I don't think the the Abrams camp actually can win against either man. Uh, I think it becomes a different campaign if it's Brian Kemp, but I genuinely don't believe that the Abrams campaign has what it takes even in this year to win. In particular, there's data out that there's been a huge surge in Democratic votes across the nation. And there are some states where the Democrats now significantly lead Republicans with new voter registration and new voters tend to vote. Georgia is not one of those states. Uh, And because Georgia is not one of those states, I don't think we're going to see uh, a big movement towards Abrams, wh- whoever the Republican nominee is, but it does look like if the election were held today, it would be Brian Kemp and not Casey Cagle. And given the blowout in the in the primary, a lot of people didn't see that coming. Um, here's the problem that the as as much as the Kemp campaign is anchored by a perception among some Republicans in the metro area. Um, that he's either too redneck for them, or they don't think he's bright, or they think Abrams can beat him. The the other issue is this prevailing trust issue. Um, And I want to try to explain that for those of you who really don't feel like you have a dog in the fight, uh, a lot of it does come back to the religious liberty issue, but it also goes to the gun issue and other issues. The base of the Republican Party in Georgia has, for really since Sonny Perdue got elected, uh, who was a Democrat, became Republican, and then Nathan Deal, who was a Democrat, who became a Republican, th- they have never quite felt in sync with their Republican leaders. Re- remember, after Sonny Perdue became the first Republican governor in Georgia since Reconstruction, one of his first acts was to raise taxes. Uh, and deal has essentially raised taxes as well. Differently though him for transportation, Purdue raised like the tobacco tax and whatnot. Um, and there's been this sizable segment, though, a minority, a sizable segment of the base that has continued to feel betrayed. And this resentment and betrayal has been stoked by, for example, the chamber of commerce, which has seen a very business-friendly environment among Democrats and Republicans in the state, but that business-friendly environment has largely translated into major corporations have the ear of the legislature and small businesses don't. You you talk to folks who are who participated in the NFIB, the National Federation of Independent Businesses, and a lot of them will tell you they feel like there's a different business environment for small and mid-sized local businesses in Georgia than there is for the international conglomerates and Fortune 500 companies. Um, That the the Home Depots, the Deltas, the Coca Colas, the Georgia Powers, they get listened to by the legislature, but the smaller businesses don't necessarily get listen, the, the lumber companies, the carpet companies, the, the local companies like that, they don't necessarily have the same influence in the legislature. And that, that didn't change between Democrats and Republicans. If anything, it was made worse. This has been amplified in the last few years on social policy. As the nation becomes more secular, Christians in this country have largely been a little more panicked and sought to secure themselves in states that were favorable to them like they thought Georgia Where they wanted to pass legislation that would prevent uh, discrimination of faith-based adoption agencies, and like Texas has done, and Mississippi has done, and Tennessee has done, and others have done, and they wanted refer. There are thirty states that have a state version. Of the Religious Freedom Restoration Act on the books. Georgia is not one of them. Democrats in Georgia didn't pass it when Bill Clinton was president because they said it was never needed, uh, that Georgia was a solidly Baptist state. They didn't need to pass RIFRA. And now you're looking more and more, you got local governments like Athens and Atlanta becoming more and more liberal. And people want to get RIFRA passed. And now you got Republicans in the state saying, oh, no, we're not going to pass that because we'll lose Hollywood dollars and corporate dollars and corporations don't like it and it just trusts us, they say. Well, there's less and less trust there. So when you have a tape come out like uh, Clay Tippins' tape against Casey Cagle, where it has Clay Tippins asking Cagle about an education uh, piece of legislation that Cagle has long opposed, and Cagle's very open about it, that he thinks it's terrible policy but he had to support it uh, to stop Hunter Hill, he seems more opportunistic. And then when he says that Brian Kemp is, is playing to a crazy base and that the election was about moving to the crazy, to some degree he's right there. He is. It is arguable that in primaries these days, both sides run to the outer edges of their base before trying to run back to the center. But when you couple that with, for example, Cagle blocking the Delta tax incentives that he had championed in the past because of the NRA insult and whatnot, eh, people begin to say, "Hey, are are we getting another of these Republicans who have been opportunistic to us and then when they get in office they don't d- pass things like rifra or do adoption protection or things like that or in, in can we trust the guy?" It is a latent issue that doesn't boil to the surface in these campaigns very often, but we're seeing that here the Tippins audio has exposed that underlying distrust a lot of the grassroots in Georgia have you can say it's unfair you can say Kegel's a man of his word that's all well and good he's got to live up to that though because there is this underlying distrust it's been magnified in the last few years because of the fight because of the faith-based adoption fight even because of some of the tax fights we've had in the state and it's up to him to show people he really is going to live up to it and we'll see if he can. Right now, it's hankering him in the polls. I would not have thought that Brian Kemp would move into a lead right now. With a few, I thought it would be actually even closer than it is with Kemp or with Kegel in the lead, given the primary. But it looks like Kemp, there. there's a real Keg, uh, a ceiling there for Kegel, and he's going to have to overcome it, and he's going to have to overcome it on the trust issue, it looks like, according to the polling. Let me take a quick time out to thank this week's sponsor, ExpressVPN. Now, you may not need a VPN. I do for my work, and I've been trying to find a good one that isn't going to break the bank. And it's sometimes very difficult, and it's hard to set up. For those of you who don't know what a VPN is, a virtual private network, uh, it lets you privately and securely use the Internet at fast speeds without being tracked by anyone. Oftentimes, you have companies that require you to have a VPN into their... Um, system, and sometimes you need them so you can't be tracked. With all the news coming out about data hacks and breaches, it's hard for me not to be worried about my digital privacy. No matter what you do online, your mobile carrier, internet service providers, they're tracking you. doesn't matter what your cable company is or your phone company, wherever you're getting your internet from, you're probably being tracked. With ExpressVPN, your internet data is encrypted. Your IP address is hidden. ExpressVPN covers less than seven bucks a month. It's rated the number one VPN service by TechRadar and dozens of expert reviewers. It has easy-to-use apps that run seamlessly in the background of your computer, your phone, your tablet. Yes, you can use them on your phone and tablet. If you're on unsecure Wi-Fi and you want to keep hackers and spies from seeing your data, ExpressVPN is for you. Now, to take back your internet privacy today, to find out how you can get three free months, go to expressvpn.com Eric. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot Eric for three months free with a one-year package. Every day you use the internet without ExpressVPN, you're putting sensitive information at risk. So don't put this off. Protect your online data with ExpressVPN today. Visit ExpressVPN.com Eric to learn more. It is 26 after the hour. We have storms on the south side, uh, down 85 from the airport down to Grantville, the, the Fayetteville, Peachtree City area. You've got some storms. And in Carrollton, you got storms moving in now north side there's some isolated showers around the connector inside the perimeter but most of the other stuff it's very light and very widespread stuff is starting to die down as it it cools down and the sun goes down y'all this is particularly for the guys but not just for the guys i'm talking about harry's razors if you need a shave your legs your face they're great razors they bought their own german factory and you don't have to go broke buying the big brands because Harry's really is awesome. I've been a longtime user of Harry's. That's why I'm kind of glad to sponsor them uh, to endorse them because I try never to sponsor a company if I haven't used the product for a while uh, on my own. And Harry's came to me and asked if I'd endorse them. I'm like heck, yeah, I'm a customer. And you can now go to Harry's. You can get them at, at Walmart. You can get them at Target as well. You don't have to go online, but you can. And for a limited time only, Harry's has a special offer for listeners of my show. New customers get five dollars off a shave set from Harry's with code Erickson at harrys.com that means you get a starter set that comes with a five blade razor weighted handle foaming shave gel and travel cover for just three bucks three dollars that's it and you get free shipping even yeah you use code Erickson that's my last name E-R-I-C-K-S-O-N at harrys.com you're going to join millions of guys I'm one of them who've already made the switch go to harrys.com today use code Erickson at checkout and claim your offer there is a wide-ranging indictment from Rod Rosenstein today against 12 Russians uh who were part of the Russian intelligence service who hacked the election and i want to delve into that i also want to delve into the issue of uh president trump in europe when we come back because there's there's some there's a level of there there but i just I, as an aside, i, I got to stop here for a second because I, I, I put this on social media last night, and I, I'm continuing to be shocked by it. I got it was in a conversation with friends of mine last night um, just discussing relaxing. I've got the, the Resurgent Conference coming up, uh, radio stuff, TV stuff. Uh, Christy's got scans again in a couple weeks. Just overwhelming stress. I was shocked by the number of them who their form of relaxation is – taking a hot shower and drinking beer in the shower. Um, I am clearly in the minority on this among my friends, but apparently in the majority among the public at large, I had no idea that shower beer was a thing. I mean, what have I been missing out in on life? I'm thinking I need to get one of those those, uh, tankless water heater things and just have unlimited hot water and... I may need to take up this lifestyle. (laughs) Not sure. No idea. When we come back, though, we're not going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the president in Europe and the attacks on CNN. Uh, CNN outraged today by John Roberts trying to walk it back a little bit. Hello there. It's 39 after the hour. The phone number is 404-872-0750-1800. Double USB talk. No one has called. Nobody loves me. Uh, there are storms all the way down 85 to Granville. In the Carrollton-Whitesburg area, there are storms. Uh, inside the perimeter now, there are storms on I-20, Between 285 on the west side and the connector, and there are actually really strong storms now over the airport and in the College Park, Hapeville area headed down towards Riverdale, uh, there are storms down there as well. So just be careful. Uh, If you're headed I-20 east or 400 or 75 or 85 northbound, everything is fine until you get up to the Gainesville area. There are storms up there. Now, we must get to the president in Europe CNN having a a meltdown today over Jim Acosta and the president and I you know I kind of it's well let me let me play you the clip before I get to it here here's here's the clip.
1: Mr. President, since you since you CNN, can I ask you a question? Uh, John Roberts, go ahead, John. Can I ask you a question? No, no, John Roberts, go ahead. CNN's fake news I don't well, take sir, questions I don't take questions from news,
0: CNN
1: question CNN, from CNN is fake news I don't take questions from CNN John Roberts of Fox let's go right. to
0: a real let's go to a real uh, network John uh, let's go Well we're a real network too sir thank you Mr President thank you. uh <laughs> and so you know a lot of reporters have come out today and and they're right when the Obama administration attacked Fox News is not a legitimate news organization uh CNN Stook up for Fox news and they're upset that Fox didn't take up for them. So John Roberts of Fox news, who I know is a very nice guy, by the way, Uh, he worked at CNN for a while. His wife worked at CNN for a while. Um, He's a very nice guy. And he released a statement saying, you know, the, a uh, reporter for NBC uh, gave us asked a question after me. I don't think she's fake news, and I worked at CNN for a long time and have a tremendous respect for a of, number of people there who do legitimate real news work. But he didn't mention Jim Acosta, and so CNN's head of corporate PR is livid and uh, says that he, John Roberts' statement is useless because he wasn't willing to stick up for... Um, Jim Acosta and I just, y'all I've said before, I like Jim Acosta, but I kind of think he does more harm than good. Uh, and when I say I like Jim Acosta, I mean, I, I know him and I, I mean, I, I know he's a good reporter, but this kind of this grandstanding stuff that he's been doing of late, I, I, mm, I, you know, for example, you had something at the White House the other day, and there was a pool going among people at the White House on whether Jim Acosta would yell out a question. And I I just, I I wonder if, if maybe keep your head down for a few days, maybe let somebody else ask some questions for, instead of yelling out at the president. And look, I I think that Acosta is a a top-notch reporter, but I think he's also kind of, I don't know, is he auditioning for a show or something? I've just not been really impressed with the performance art. Uh, I, I do think there have been a number of times where it's crossed the line of disrespect. Uh, and now it's almost like he he does it just to needle the president. And the president's had enough of it. Uh, but I, I don't think CNN's a fake news organization. I, I think the White House and CNN need to figure out a way to come to terms with this. Uh, I think CNN is a very good news network. I was proud to work there and have a lot of friends who work there, but this is starting to get a little out of hand. Uh, And I think it's out of hand to attack John Roberts as well. There's clearly some dislike and it's not just Roberts. I hear this from people who work in the press in the white house who are in the the beach there, the little sandy area where they all meet that, that a lot of them think Acosta's kind of full of himself and that he's incentivized other reporters to be outrageous. Uh, Fair or not to Acosta. I know uh, that there are a number of his colleagues there in the White House press corps who kind of feel that way. Uh, let's go back to the phones here. Alan is calling from Jefferson. Alan, welcome.
2: Hey, Eric. How you doing today? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. Hey, I wanted some clarity on something. Um, I'm a big Trump guy. Um, I know probably you're not his biggest fan, but I guess my to get right to my question, um, I'm kind of leaning toward Kemp and this whole governor race but i guess his latest tactics now are kegels i'm speaking of talking about how kemp didn't follow you know after trump and didn't really line up with trump and um so i just wanted to kind of get some clarity your expertise um when you kind of look at the candidates which one do you think is more aligned himself with trump you know
0: so here's the thing neither kegel nor kemp were strong advocates for um for donald trump During the primary, I I do think the Alabama Secretary of State at a Kemp fundraiser did make a good point, though, that... Kemp probably did a lot to get Trump elected because Kemp orchestrated the SEC primary where all the southern states voted together. And it was that sweep by Trump that 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 really caused Trump to lock in so many votes. It almost made it insurmountable. So from a from a strategic standpoint, yeah, the SEC primary that that Kemp organized had a lot to do with Trump getting the nomination. But Kemp wasn't solidly aligned with Trump and neither was neither was Cagle. Uh, neither of them were. It, it, my gut tells me that he, I both of them would be fine with and supportive of the president's reelection in 2020. Kemp strikes me as more Trumpish than than yeah. Kegel. who Kagel on the he's kind of like Kegel was saying in in the Tippins audio that it was a race to the crazy in the primary, and I, I think that that Kemp probably has a better pulse. He he lives out in a more rural part of the state and, and has a lot of business interests in South Georgia. So he connects to those people a little more than than Kagel probably does. Uh, and I think that's actually hurting Kemp in the metro area. Um, when you look at some of the like the Buckhead Republican class, so to speak, and I don't mean that pejoratively, but they want someone who's a little more business oriented and less Trumpian. And so, in the sixth district, the Karen Handle area and whatnot, uh, Kegel does well because I, I think Kemp does come off as a little more Trumpian, and I think that's probably true.
2: Yeah, it's interesting to me. A lot of these, and I'm I'm not um, necessarily a, uh, putting down Kegel. I, I I agree with a lot of the things he stands for. It's just a lot of these longtime politicians now are kind of lining up more so with Trump, and it's an interesting tactic for Tegel's team to, you know, try to say that Kemp was not a supporter of Trump, and so um, I don't know. I'm, yeah, uh, n-
0: neither I'm, of them were, though. I, I mean, that, that's that's the thing. Uh, neither one was, was a strong supporter in the primary. When he got the nomination, they both stood behind him, as you would expect. Uh, and it's just it's kind of funny to to kind of watch this. This is, by the way, a conversation that's happening among the Republican grassroots people. Uh, but it's not a conversation either of them really wanted. The, the North Metro Atlanta Chamber of Commerce crowd, which isn't strongly Trump. Um, it's just it, it's kind of funny to watch this play out of the the scrambling over who's the Trumpiest of all when uh, neither of them were huge proponents. But I I mean, arguably the SEC primary is what got the guy elected.
2: Sure. Well, I'm not tired of winning, if you know what I mean.
0: I know what you mean. Look, I got to leave it there, Alan, because I got a commercial break and I have run long talking to you on this issue bad clock management. I was bad with clock management in the last segment, so I've got less than 30 seconds here. When we come back, you know what? Let's let's throw out the order of topics I was going to go with. We'll open the phone lines, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. You can set the topics for the next hour. But we do need to get into the Rod Rosenstein indictments. It is big news uh, today. Russians indicted for trying to steal the election. When we come back, we will discuss. After the hour, I am Eric Erickson. This is Atlanta's Evening News on WSB. The phone number is 404 872 750 1800 wsb talk And instead of sticking with all the stuff I was going to talk about, it's Friday. I filled in for Herman earlier. You are stuck on the interstate. Let's just open the phone lines and see where we go. Uh, rain. There is rain in the area. Uh, East Point, College Park, Forest Park, Riverdale, uh, Fayetteville, Union City, y'all got rain down there by the airport. Uh, storms expanding into the Panthersville, candler McAfee area, uh, south of I-20 on the east side now, you've got storms, and rain down towards Noonan as well, and strong stuff out towards Carrollton, uh, the Griffin area is starting to get sprinkles out there, and the Villarica area as well, uh, up 75, up 575, up 400, and up 85 north of the city, everything is good until you get up towards Flowery Branch, very strong storms. Uh, up in that area. Um, otherwise, we're good. Now, let's go to the phones. People have been waiting patiently, so let's start with Jeffrey in Rome. Welcome.
2: Hey, Eric. How y'all doing? Good. How about yourself? Yeah, not too bad. My question was on that uh, reporter situation in London. Yeah. So the question I kind of have is, I know a well, sizable portion of the U.S., allies, stuff like that, they kind of have this, maybe well Democrats mainly, kind of have this view that Trump is, I think the ally, the Western allies kind of budding up with more authoritative, authoritarian regimes. But right.
0: Like Putin, kind of, you know, <laughs> like Barack Obama did.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, and then, you know, kind of during the North Korean negotiations, maybe to yeah. So my question is, do you think Trump cares about, you know, kind of this— Authorization of the press, of what that image might be trying to kind of reinforce that, or do you think he doesn't care? How far do you think he's going to push that image, like, you know, revoking press passes for the press corps or stuff like that? Or do you think it's pretty much going to stop him? This you know, much I, it.
0: I think he likes to, listen, he understands that if there's one group of people in the country hated more than him in Congress, it's the American press corps. And yep. needling them and getting them worked up over stuff, I think works to his advantage. Um, I, I think, for example, most people at this point have kind of processed that the the president does outlandish things that people roll their eyes at and then nothing actually happens. Um, people have told us, oh, there was going to be nuclear war because of North Korea. He wound up having a summit with North Korea or, or oh, the, the NATO was going to break apart. And no, actually, it's probably not. Uh, and I think most of the leaders... Of these other countries have gotten there as well, where they they realize that you know the the president in person is one thing, the president's administration behind the scenes is another, and they uh, with gritted teeth grin and bear during the president's performance art, and then they understand that behind the scenes there are reasonable people and reasonable policy. So yeah, go ahead.
2: And, you, and, and sorry about that. And you don't think he's going to push it any further than just needling them?
0: No, I I don't think so. I I don't think he will. Uh, And there are limits to what he can do. I mean, the White House press corps, there are guidelines about how they operate. The president can't just throw them out. He doesn't have to take uh, questions, and he doesn't have to put them on Air Force One, but he can't stop them from showing up at events. Okay, and just
2: one kind of follow-up question on that. What was it specifically that Obama did with Fox News? I know they kind of kind of kicked him out to some extent.
0: Yes. Um, so he refused to take questions from Fox or do interviews with Fox. He called them a, a, a not-real-news organization. He attacked them on the campaign trail and from the White House, uh, wouldn't have anything to do with them, and pressured Democrats to not show up on Fox News. Okay,
1: thanks. Yeah, I just yep. kind of wanted to clarify that. Point,
2: yep, so.
0: that's it. Back to the phones. Michael and Canton, you're next. Welcome
1: hey thanks eric i appreciate it man. sure thanks um, for being patient i yeah no problem uh i just dropped off my seven-year-old son matthew he wanted me to say hello
0: well tell and him i, I said my, hi uh
1: i will i have my little daughter in the truck with me and it makes me think about your family and your wife and our prayers are with you buddy appreciate it's it very amazing much. what you accomplish thank you um cherry wheat and a shower and a hot shower i don't drink anymore but cherry wheat sam adams is the way to go <laughs> um, I remember you said that you were in a mind meld with Glenn Beck Beck, back leading up to the election. And I think there were a lot of us that were kind of in that same place where we we weren't comfortable, you know, making the vote that we normally would. I'm over that now. Um, Mm -hmm. In a way, I wish that I I would have voted for Trump. I didn't. I I don't remember the guy's name who I voted for. Um, But I heard a message on John MacArthur, Grace Community Church, his GTY app. The Grace to You app, mm-hmm. and he did a sermon about that, and uh, I, he voted for Trump. And if it's good enough for Doctor MacArthur, I think it's good enough for for you and me and all the other evangelicals. I think we're safe.
0: You know, I I, I, I spend a lot of time now, and I never expected to, in the circles of folks uh, like MacArthur, Russell Moore, Beth Moore um piper and and others i never expected to to be in fact i'm going to be preaching speaking out in texas in september at the ethics religious liberty commissions conference out there and you know there are a lot of us who were deeply skeptical of trump and we really are looking at the complete hostile angry meltdown on the left and we're thinking, we don't, this guy, he he doesn't have the character, and I don't want to put words in anybody's mouth, uh, and some of them will just sit it out, um, but I encounter, even among my evangelical friends who aren't fans of the president's character, thinking, you know, his policies have been sound, and if we're judging him on character, yeah, character still counts, and we can't be apologists for this guy, as some people have, saying, well, his adultery doesn't matter and stuff, because I think it does, But uh, the other side is, is they've lost their damn minds on this stuff. I mean, they're trying to, I mean, shut down businesses because you don't want to bake a cake. They're trying to, I mean, look at Scarlett Johansson today. For God's sake, a liberal's liberal uh, chased off a movie because she's a woman who was going to be cast as a man. And so she's been chased off the set so that they can hire a woman who already pretends to be a man to be cast in the role. Um, and when I look at the culture war stuff, I think the president is, has probably been strategically very wise to play that up because it makes guys like me who don't care for him personally think, you know, your policies, deregulation. They're good. Uh, tariffs are bad. Supreme Court picks are good. Um, you're, you're picking a fight with Germany over the pipeline. Fantastic. Your appointments have been good. Uh, and these other people hate me, my family, my religion, and they're out to get us. So who do I stand with? It becomes- yeah, and,
1: and all that, and and even politics aside, because I I was caught up on on the character issue last time, but he's done more to expose the evil in our government system than I think Ted Cruz would have been able to, or, or really a lot of people for that matter. And even if you isolate the politics and kind of separate that out and look at it from a God's kingdom and the earth aspect, it's we're beginning to see, and it's becoming obvious. A lot of the a lot of the systems that have been in place, and, and uh, a lot of the way that has been that it's kind of been hidden in the political system.
0: Well, you know, let me say it a different way, because I mean, I think people know where you and I stand, uh, faith based just listening to you, and it is amazing to me to see the number of people, the Max Boots of the world, the the Jennifer Rubens of the world, who claim to be conservative, who are willing to to burn it all down over Trump. Uh, and the one thing that separates them from people like you and me is that they're they're not pro-life that they don't have that baked into them. And uh, for for someone who does value life to say, uh, a pox on your house, GOP, I'm gonna go vote with the Democrats, that that's impossible to do. Um, Yeah, in these people that they they don't like our values that they really want to shut us up. And that concerns me greatly that they've been so emboldened to go into restaurants and chase people out of restaurants and refuse to serve them and show up at their houses and, and protest them at their houses. That's scary stuff. Correct. All right. I got to let you go there, Michael. Thank you very much for calling in. Uh, More of your phone calls on the other side, uh, but we got to go pay the bills. Y'all are going to hear commercials. I'm going to hear angels raining pennies down on WSB. Let me take a quick time out to thank this week's sponsor, ExpressVPN. Now, you may not need a VPN. I do for my work, and I've been trying to find a good one that isn't going to break the bank. And it's sometimes very difficult, and it's hard to set up. For those of you who don't know what a VPN is, a virtual private network, uh, it lets you privately and securely use the internet at fast speeds without being tracked by anyone. Oftentimes, you have companies that require you to have a VPN into their... Um, system. And sometimes you need them so you can't be tracked. With all the news coming out about data hacks and breaches, it's hard for me not to be worried about my digital privacy. No matter what you do online, your mobile carrier, internet service providers, they're tracking you. Doesn't matter what your cable company is or your phone company, wherever you're getting your internet from, you're probably being tracked. With ExpressVPN, your internet data is encrypted. Your IP address is hidden. ExpressVPN covers less than seven bucks a month. It's rated the number one VPN service by Tech Radar and dozens of expert reviewers. It has easy to use apps that run seamlessly in the background of your computer, your phone, your tablet. Yes, you can use them on your phone and tablet. If you're on unsecure Wi-Fi and you want to keep hackers and spies from seeing your data, ExpressVPN is for you. Now, to take back your internet privacy today, to find out how you can get three free months, go to expressvpn.com slash Eric. That's E X P R E S S V P N.com slash Eric for three months free with a one year package. Every day you use the internet without ExpressVPN, you're putting sensitive information at risk. So don't put this off. Protect your online data with ExpressVPN today. Visit ExpressVPN.com slash Eric to learn more. My people, this is kind of cool. You know the Judicial Confirmation Network that is pushing uh, Kavanaugh and and release the... uh, kind of connected to the Federalist Society. We secured them for the resurgent gathering to come talk about the confirmation process and the the behind-the-scenes stuff, which will be really awesome. Uh, I'm excited. A couple of weeks away, you can text Austin to 345345 to come hang out with me in Austin, Texas, which if you've never been, you really need to come. Um, It's going to be so much fun. All right, back to the phones we go. Uh, John, thank you for waiting patiently.
2: Hi, Eric, uh, long time admirer, first time caller, um, spending a whole bunch of money uh, to defeat uh, David Schaefer for filling my mailbox up with these <laughs> Uh I have not heard David Schaefer rebut these charges. I would normally be a David Schaefer voter. Uh, I'm a pro-lifer, long uh, longtime activist. And I would just like to know, uh, what do you know about these charges? Is there any truth?
0: No, I I don't think there is. In fact, a a, a state legislative committee investigated, and this is someone who accused uh, David Schaefer of sexual harassment, and a state legislative uh investigation has cleared him and others have come forward as well uh to defend him so i don't it, it sounded very partisan to me to begin with i i really don't uh there are plenty of things that i think people can criticize schaefer for he's getting beat up by jeff duncan i know i don't really believe this is one of them um and given that an, an independent investigation happened and cleared him i just i i don't think there's a there there And I I think that it really was something instigated by him being a candidate for lieutenant governor. Uh, By the way, I just literally just got an email in the last minute uh, that Hunter Hill is endorsing David Schaefer for lieutenant governor. Uh, In email message, Hunter is saying, uh, David Schaefer's quote, one of the good guys under the gold dome and a battle-tested conservative leader. Uh, So... There you have it. Um, good endorsement there for uh, David Schaefer from Hunter Hill today. Now, when we come back, we're going to take more of your phone calls. 404-872-0750, wsb talk I will delve into the Rod Rosenstein stuff as well. 12 Russians indicted for hacking a phishing scheme to steal emails from the Clinton campaign. and. There are no Trump administration officials involved in this. It's all Russians. No collusion evidence presented. Hello there, it's Eric Erickson. So uh, let me get through this Rosenstein stuff real quick, and we'll get back to your phone calls at 404-872-0750, one 800 WB, uh, WSB talk. (laughs) Sorry, brain fart there for a minute. Uh, So Rosenstein is indicting 12, the Department of Justice, I should say, not him, he's the deputy AG, indicting 12 Russians who were involved with GRU, that is the Russian Intelligence Network, for phishing schemes and other hacking. They posed as uh, just general hackers. It was actually the Russian Intelligence Service hacking uh, emails associated with Hillary Clinton and the Democratic Party. Now, what's so funny to me here is that a number of reporters today are running are on social media lamenting, you know, when you ran these stories about Hillary's email, you were helping Russian intelligence services. We should rethink, we should consider the implications of being tools of Russian intelligence. Someone stole Donald Trump's taxes from the IRS, and the media was all over that, and they were totally okay with it. Nobody questions that the emails run were legit emails. And yes, that we should consider that you may be being used by intelligence from a foreign government, but all of the hand-wringing over that and not over the theft of tax records— that could be used against Donald Trump really does, I think, to expose a level of double standard there. Now, the phone number, 404 872 750 WSB Talk. Jimmy, you are next. Jimmy, welcome.
1: Uh, hey, Eric. Love you, brother. Thank you. Hey, I'm, I'm questioning, where did they get the evidence for this, uh, uh, the hacking? You know, that's where uh, the emails, the pedestrian and they're saying that these are the guys that time the releases the WikiLeaks. So it actually was the Russian state, but it was my understanding that the FBI never looked at the DNC servers where Podesta and all that—they were never allowed to do that. That was a Ukrainian company. So we're. we're did they get the well, is, so, the
0: yes, a a the DNC wanted a third party company to check all the DNC stuff. Uh, they didn't want the FBI to do it. And I suspect that had to do with those guys from the Debbie Wasserman Schultz office who were arrested. Uh, but if you'll recall, when the Mueller investigation started, they seized those hard drives themselves. And it was after the Mueller investigation that they started looking at those hard drives themselves. Uh, There was plenty of evidence out there to begin with that this was probably the Russians um, based on IP addresses and how things were funneled through. And there appear now to be some sources uh, who have come forward on background about this. So I, I don't have any doubt that it was the Russians. Uh, what I do doubt, though, is that it was the Russians in collaboration with the Trump campaign. Now there are people pointing out that the F that the Department of Justice in their indictment very specifically said that I believe it was July 27th, June or July 27th, 2016, was the first time it happened, and several people have noted that it was the day before the 26th of that month. That Donald Trump held his now famous press conference where he said, look, the Russians have already hacked this stuff. Uh, Vladimir Putin should do us all, all a favor and just show us what emails he had. Well, it turns out that those John Podesta and the DNC and whatnot were not hacked until the next day. And so you got reporters out there saying, oh, look, 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 this was Trump. He was signaling to the Russians. This was collusion without direct contact. No, I don't think that's what it was. I don't think that's what it was. It could have been uh, someone who was supportive of Trump reached out and said, hey, hey, you think you can help us out? Because there was a Trump official. There's rumors it's Roger Stone, no one knows for sure, although um, Stone is suggesting that he is somehow involved. Um, and it, whoever it was had ties to the Trump campaign who encouraged this and asked if they had any documents, but there's no effort, there's no evidence of collusion by the trump campaign anywhere it appears the russians wanted to undermine our democracy it's not that they wanted to help trump they just wanted to call everything into question uh let's go back to the phones, bob and buford you're next
1: hey there eric this isn't my question but it sounds like all of us were colluding with the russians by talking about the situation (laughs) exactly
0: yes yes i'm sorry but when the media runs these salacious stories about hillary clinton's emails uh yeah they are helping the russians but also hillary clinton and her staff shouldn't have fallen for stupid phishing schemes
1: exactly my question was um you're not the only one that's ambivalent about voting for trump in the the next election i was wondering if the uh if there's For the Republican Party to primary as sitting president, or, or any party for that matter, uh, Pat Buchanan
0: versus Bush. George H. W. Bush in the year 1992.
2: Okay, I uh, wonder if that's a
1: good thing or a bad thing.
2: To well,
0: because I mean, Pat Buchanan helped George H. W. Bush lose to Bill Clinton. I I, I look. I don't. I think there are people who are going to line up. But, I mean, given the names of the people who are lining up, the John Kasichs of the world and the Jeff Flakes of the world, I'll go door-to-door for Donald Trump um, if, if those guys run because I just think they're they're not fantastic people. Uh, Flake is a very nice guy, but I think his policies are terrible. Kasich, I don't think, is a nice guy, and his policies are awful. Uh, I would I would much prefer the president. I'm, I'm rapidly coming to the point of saying I'll support him in 2020 because the other side has lost their ever-living minds. I, I feel a whole lot safer uh with the guy i know whose policies turn out to be better than i expected than to go off with a guy like Kasich, who has been beating up the republicans for not expanding obamacare Ugh. yeah i don't like Kasich at all i'd gladly support president trump over that guy let's take a break i suppose oh that's me i i get to i get to call when i want to do a break and i better for good clock management It's 54 after the hour. Eric Erickson here. It is almost quitting time for me. Don't forget, if you want to come to the resurgent gathering, text Austin, A-U-S-T-I-N, to 345-345. Let's go back to the phones. Ken and Woodstock, welcome.
1: Thanks, Eric. Hey, I'm presuming those Russians are not U.S. citizens that committed crimes on foreign land. Yep. Explain how how they can be uh, indicted and... Would they have
0: to be extradited, and how likely is that? Yeah, so the indictment process, they they went through a grand jury process that formed the indictment against them that was filed in federal court that Rosenstein announced today, uh, but there's not going to be a trial because these are Russians in Russia, and essentially uh, what happens here is is the court would issue an extradition order. You can guarantee it would not be honored by the Russians. Uh, So what would happen is they would go to Interpol, the international police over in Geneva, and they would farm it out to other countries. And if those people then later left Russia and went to a country willing to honor um, the extradition order, then they could be arrested and brought to the U.S. The odds of that happening are slim to none. I mean, I just, I, I, I don't see it happening. Um, the, the odds are these people are never going to leave Russia anyway. Uh, and if they left Russia, they're going to go somewhere and the Russian government would probably put so much pressure on that country that they wouldn't. And then, you know, there are some countries that don't have extra stores. like they could go to Brazil or Argentina and they're sure as heck not going to be, um, uh, extradited to the U S or Cuba or Venezuela. Nobody wants to go to Venezuela, though. Cuba. Uh, they're not going to be extradited to the United States. It's so this is more building the record, um, and, and I got a sense that the the Mueller investigation is probably winding down. Um, and the reason I say that is because we've we've already gotten there are twenty some odd people now who have been indicted. There have been two who have been found guilty. There have been five who have pled guilty. We've got the Russians. You got the the Mike Flynn situation. You got the Manafort situation. You now got Michael Cohen in an ancillary situation. I just it it seems like everyone who's there to get has been gotten, and I don't. I really will be surprised. I, I actually will be surprised if President Trump is in some way implicated in this, because I don't believe that the president colluded with the Russians. Now, will they go after a Jared Kushner or a Don Jr. or an Eric Trump? Maybe, Um, but I don't know that even that's likely. I I think that there's just nothing there there. It's all democratic mythology playing into the resistance fan fiction. Y'all have a good night and good weekend.